I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. My name is Raquel and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And today's topic is a topic that I definitely know better but don't always do better in all honesty because it's a very challenging mm, characteristic or trait to shift, especially if you've grown up with this mindset since childhood. I definitely still struggle with this, but I do know a lot about this because it's something that I am continually, continually trying to navigate and shift. It's definitely not my best quality, but I am aware of it, which is the first step. And it's one that I am doing much better at every single year with shifting. It's one that I think a lot of us might deal with, know that life would be a little easier and also we might feel a little lighter the more we choose ourselves over people pleasing. So yeah, the topic is people pleasing and I received this question from Mel V from PA and I'm assuming PA is Pennsylvania and Mel V writes, my family members and a few close friends seem to not like the new me that has boundaries and chooses myself for my own self-love. They perceive these cha changes as rudeness, selfishness, and label me as difficult. While choosing me and my boundaries makes my life more manageable, it's still hard to see them insulted by my actions, so sometimes I cater to their needs, even if it doesn't feel right. 
How can we break free from the habit of people pleasing? And what signs do you think are the biggest people pleasers? I'll start. As a Libra, I know it's me. <laughs> yes, Libras, we'll get to that at the very tail end of this. But yeah, definitely Libras. I'm also a Cancer rising. I would say we are right up there with you, Libras. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I am, like I said, absolutely not perfect at this. And I do choose myself, of course, and my boundaries most of the time because I am a continual work in progress, doing my best as a human, gathering all the knowledge I know and trying to live in a way I know will be most authentic and light for myself. I want others and everyone around me to do the same. And there are times when I feel like I gotta pick my battles, of course, and cater to someone's needs for whatever reason. Or there are times where I actually do want to help out or cater to their need because my love language is, one of them I'd say is definitely acts of service. So sometimes I'm happy to, but when I'm not happy to, that's a voice to listen to. That's an intuitive voice to listen to. That's the time to choose me. And I want others, if I ask somebody a favor of someone and they don't want to do it, I want them to do the same. I want them to choose them. But on a subconscious level, we may be afraid to be rejected by whoever. And we may fear that certain feeling of discomfort, especially for those who we are supposed to seek comfort from. And so our brain processes discomfort and makes us want to lean into pleasing others instead of flowing down the path with least resistance for ourselves. And so I feel like that tension in our body that tells us something that may contrast what someone else's needs, that tension, it really is common in empaths or empathetic people to try to suppress this tension just to make someone else happy or keep the peace. But that tension, man, that is a tension that doesn't deserve to fester in our bodies. We need to exhale it, let it go. And some individuals are just naturally empathetic and compassionate. And while, you know, of course, I would say that these traits are positive, being empathetic and compassionate and wanting to help others, obviously very positive traits, but they can lead to excessive people-pleasing if it's not balanced with a assertiveness and setting boundaries, period. You know, because that lack of peace is just, it's an uncomfortable feeling. And then though, we have to deal with our internal drama. (laughs) Is that fair? Sure, of course, maybe we're helping the person out and they might feel fine and free and not realize it, but is it worth holding on to any pain or resistance? And does that person really, really, really need our help? That's why I do still think it's okay to pick the occasion. Like, yes, This person is in need of something. I can help provide that. Why not? And if it doesn't, if I don't have that tension within, it's definitely okay. But man, if you have that tension or you haven't set the boundaries or you help them out without any boundaries whatsoever, that can fester that energy that we don't want. And the more we stack on this energy and people please, the more negative energy we will have festering within. And that's not fair for us. And we have to remind ourselves this. People pleasers, they often avoid confrontation and conflict. They also may go to great lengths to avoid disagreements or criticism or negative reactions from others, which might honestly lead them to prioritize others' needs over their own. And that's also the people-pleasing aspect that is not okay, not fair for us. But we got to remember that this discomfort is normal and that we're often wired this way from childhood because we want to belong and we want to bond with a group. We want to make these uncomfortable situations dissolve so we are part of this group. 
And people naturally, they'll seek the social approval and the acceptance, and they'll have this fear of rejection or, of course, disapproval, which can instinctively drive us to engage in people-pleasing behaviors just to ensure positive reactions from the group, from others. And of course, there's also situations where people have cultural or societal norms, which can play a role in shaping people-pleasing behaviors. The culture I grew up in, I would say, has a lot of that. (laughs) And societal expectations may place a high value on harmony and avoiding conflict and encouraging individuals to prioritize others' needs, which is okay in some situations, some circumstances, especially if your heart is happy to do so. But if there's something that you genuinely don't want to do and it doesn't feel right for you, listen to that. Listen to that. You do not need to please them and undermine yourself and your needs. And of course, childhood experiences and conditioning really contributes to people-pleasing tendencies. So we learn early in life that pleasing others might bring us rewards or we get to avoid punishment, which if we didn't do something for someone, we might be punished. And this thought process might be why we do this in adulthood as this behavior might continue or these memories might continue throughout adulthood. And so those are other energies we want to exhale and let go of. We're no longer a child that has to listen to our parent or a teacher. So if you rewire your mind by looking back at those childhood memories, you can tell that child that it's okay to choose you in this moment. Do some inner child work in this area. Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code MAGIC for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. this is pretty awesome so if you are into science-backed products when it comes to your health your gut health but also woman-owned products i must introduce you to equilibria i'm so thankful i discovered them this year i mean equilibria they help you take on your wellness journey knowing that you have a dedicated one-on-one support to help you achieve your goals so it's not like you're just taking a pill mindlessly you actually get one-on-one support that's awesome and their signature product which is eq's daily women's microbiome defense it comes in a convenient three-in-one capsule form and so this is specifically formulated to bolster digestive health and 
and fortified gut barrier protection, among other benefits. And we know that a balanced gut not only enhances our immunity, but also contributes to our overall mental well-being and our quality of sleep, of course, having efficient digestion and even radiant skin. But what distinguishes Equilibria's probiotic supplement is its meticulous selection, which is tailored to women's health needs. And of course, like I said, science backed, and they're also ensuring affordability without compromising potency. And as someone who once struggled pretty severely with gut health issues for years, I intensified my focus on gut health in I'd say around 2020 and I'm thrilled to have recently discovered these products this year as of course they're backed by research for women's well-being they're women-owned and they support overall microbiome health warding off harmful bacteria and enhancing our nutrient absorption so head to myeq.com and use code magic for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more that's myeq.com Com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. And then of course, there's another huge factor when it comes to people pleasing, and that might be in this area, there's low self-esteem. Individuals with low self-esteem, they might engage in people pleasing to gain validation and feel some sort of worthiness. And so they're seeking this external approval because this becomes a way to compensate for internal insecurities. People pleasers often rely on that external validation to feel good about themselves, and they love the positive feedback they receive from others, which reinforces this behavior and it creates a cycle of seeking approval. That cycle can be broken, of course, the more we lean into choosing ourselves and choosing self-care as well. People pleasers, of course, their behavior is a complex psychological phenomenon that can be influenced by various factors. There isn't a single science behind it. I was looking it up, but psychologists and researchers have explored different aspects to this that can contribute to the people-pleasing need or the tendencies. So it's important to note that people-pleasing is a behavior that does exist on a spectrum, and we're not going to always be perfect at it most of the time for a lot of us, and its roots does vary from person to person. And so overcoming people-pleasing, it might involve more development of self-awareness and building that self-esteem and learning to set healthy boundaries. Therapy and self-reflection, This, these are going to be valuable, valuable tools in addressing and understanding these tendencies. And we can develop the habit of validating our own feelings and decisions the more we do therapy or we self-reflect. And we rely less on external validation and we can build confidence in trusting our own judgment. We can practice discernment on when it's time to maybe cater to that person's need and we're happy to do so versus catering to that person's need, but we really don't want to do it. And so as we navigate the dance between our innate need for approval and the call for authenticity, we might want to reflect on the power of, of course, genuine connections. Is people-pleasing really creating a genuine connection. If we embrace authenticity, it will not only liberate us, but also it will create a ripple effect and foster a world where there are true connections and where understanding thrives. So people pleasers often suppress their true thoughts and feelings to avoid any sort of conflict and gain approval, like I said. But this lack of authenticity 
truly can lead to a superficial connection in relationships. Another huge reason why it's worth it to choose you and be yourself. And this is probably the biggest thing I keep in mind because I appreciate genuine connections. And so if I'm people pleasing, am I really creating an authentic connection with someone or showing my true self as my true self might remain hidden or might be masked if I am putting off this facade and people pleasing and People can often sense that too and might resist you a little bit or not like you as much. And so constantly prioritizing others' needs over one's own can really lead to feelings of resentment and also burnout. I've definitely felt that too. And people pleasers as well may become exhausted and emotionally drained. That's a huge factor and it may impact their ability to engage in a conversation that, that's true to them. When my boyfriend and my dad and I were watching the show and it was a show that my boyfriend loves and my dad, he's like a hyper critic, so critical. Both of them are not people pleasers whatsoever, (laughs) whatsoever. And I really admire that in them. So they definitely butt heads in this circumstance and my dad respected him for it. My dad respected him for being himself and sticking to his guns and his beliefs, both of them. We're being authentic and genuine. My boyfriend wasn't trying to cater to my dad's thought process just to please him. He wants his true self to be approved. He doesn't want a superficial self to be approved. And he naturally has that in him, I notice. So it's inspiring to me. I am doing my best all the time to lean into this. I don't like conflict. So more often than not, I wouldn't agree if I disagreed with someone, but I would just kind of brush it off, let it go. But if someone really pressed me on it, I do feel confident enough now that I would be so honest with my belief on in a certain area. Whereas maybe back then, I don't know, I wouldn't lie, but I would uh, just kind of go along with and let them say whatever they're going to say. But now I just don't feel like that's right. You know, now it's time for us to stand up for whatever it is we believe in. And that could actually be more uplifting than draining, more empowering than anything else. Because constant people-pleasing erodes one's sense of self-identity. And so individuals may become so focused on meeting others' expectations that they lose sight of their own values and preferences and goals. So it's nice to stick to your guns. And it's definitely empowering in the process. And so remember the journey towards authenticity begins with a single step, a step away from the mask of people-pleasing and towards towards the liberation of our true selves. Breaking free from this habit of people-pleasing, it does require a conscious and intentional effort, I would say, like gaining self-awareness or reflecting on your own behavior and identify instances of people-pleasing. And also recognize the patterns and situations where you tend to prioritize others' needs over your own. And then also understand our motivation as we we will explore the reasons behind why we decided people please. Why why do we have these tendencies? That is such a beautiful thing to reflect on in your journal. If you think you're a big people pleaser, grab your journal and ask yourself why. Is it driven by a fear of rejection or a desire for approval from everyone or avoidance of conflict? I remember reading something recently, rejection therapy. So to seek opportunities for rejection, like applying to that dream job, applying to that dream school, or things that you don't really care about being rejected from. Like you see a group of people at a table and you go up to them, can I sit with you? Maybe it's at the food court in the mall or whatever. They could say no. 
you don't really care, but you're learning to be okay with getting rejected. I am genuinely impressed by anybody who puts themselves out there, especially to approach maybe a romantic interest. And if they get rejected, at least they put themselves out there. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. So perhaps allow yourself to practice that art of rejection and then recognize specific situations or individuals that might trigger your people-pleasing tendencies. And understanding your triggers, this will allow you to be more proactive in addressing them. Now, understanding the motivations can definitely be a crucial step in overcoming them. So along with communicating your personal boundaries, be so clear about what you are comfortable with and what you are not. Oh, if you're in a relationship, I hope you're not people-pleasing that person. They gotta know your boundaries. That's the one person you definitely need to communicate with and you don't need to lean into people-pleasing. That way you create an authentic relationship. So setting boundaries, this will help you establish a framework for healthier relationships. And also it will challenge the negative thoughts or the anxieties and the beliefs that may fuel people-pleasing. Also question whether your actions are genuinely necessary or if they are driven by unfounded fears or assumptions. And maybe it doesn't hurt to say no on occasion, you know? Start practicing the art of saying no when necessary. It's totally okay to decline requests or invitations that don't align with your priorities or values, period. So learning to say no assertively is a key aspect of breaking free from people pleasing. I mean, working on enhancing your assertiveness skills or expressing your thoughts and needs and opinions with clarity and confidence while respecting their perspectives is key, I would say, because they're going to have a different opinion. They're going to have a different thought process. You can respect it, but that doesn't mean you have to go along or agree, agree with it. Uh, communicate openly, of course, is a huge thing with those close to you about your journey to establish these healthier boundaries. I know that I have told my boyfriend I can have a problem sometimes with being a people pleaser. And he's like, yeah, you are very thoughtful <laughs> when it comes to others, but I have been working on it, right? And he knows this. And it's kind of nice because then he can call me out or he can find compassion in it and understand it. Yeah, it's it's nice to communicate this openly and then they'll know that it might not be easy for you to establish these boundaries, but they're definitely going to respect it because you're establishing it. And then you can help them understand the positive impact it has on your well-being and also the relationship. So acknowledge and celebrate all the small victories along your journey. I am. I know that when I'm starting to choose myself more, it feels so empowering and breaking free from people-pleasing you know, it is a process. It is. And I recognize that it is, but man, the progress as well should be recognized. Okay. And there's been a lot of progress, even if it's gradual. I, I've started this process in my twenties and now I'm in my thirties. It's gradual, but this is something for my human because of my life experience and lens. It's not an easy fix, an overnight fix but it's stronger and stronger every year. And I'm proud of that. So align your actions with your values. And also when you're faced with decisions, consider whether they align with your core values and if they help you make choices that are true to you. That's something I always keep in mind. And I also think it's important to prioritize self-care and self-love and take that long bath for yourself, even though somebody else wants you to go do something else. <laughs> Understand that taking care of your own needs isn't just, it's not selfish. It's not. It's essential part for our well-being and make time for activities that truly bring you joy and fulfillment. 
Not that bring them. Yeah, you can do that too on occasion, but do things that bring you joy. Also, I think a big thing that's a little underrated is mindfulness practices. I feel like really helped me step into my womanhood and my empowerment. And so being able to stay present and focus on my own needs is part of that. Mindfulness really can help help you become more aware of your thoughts and your actions as it allows you to respond authentically in the moment. Another thing as well is visualization doesn't hurt. You know, envision and strive for relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. It doesn't have to be in a dedicated visualization phase, but maybe when you're thinking about a future romantic relationship or your friends or whatever, situations with your friends and you're fantasizing about them, envision your relationships to have this bubble of mutual respect and understanding and visualize interactions where both of you express your needs and boundaries without fear of judgment. You don't want them to judge you just as much as they don't want you to judge them. So regularly reflect on these thoughts and also reflect on your feelings and your present actions and use, of course, journaling or other mindfulness practices to gain deeper insights into your behavior as you make intentional choices and you align your actions with your values and you begin to step up and choose yourself and no longer people please. So when you're faced with decisions, consider you know, whether they really align with your core values, your core values of who you are. I think that that, if you're ever questioning, like, is this something that I am doing to people, please? Or is this really for me? Just remind yourself, does this align with my core values? This will help you make choices that are true to yourself. And of course, this is, like I said, a gradual process and it involves the self-discovery and the self-compassion and a commitment to prioritizing your own well-being. So be patient with yourself and of course celebrate each step towards embracing your authentic self, practice self-compassion, understand that breaking free from this cycle of people pleasing is just a positive step towards personal growth and life is long so it's okay that it's gradual and it's okay to make mistakes along the way and to sometimes slip up. Forgive yourself if you do. Forgive yourself if you do, it's okay. And above all as well, understand that breaking free from people pleasing may initially be very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable, but man, lean into this discomfort, embrace this discomfort as part of the growth process. Over time, it truly does become easier to prioritize your own needs. And so remember that everyone's journey is simply, it's so unique and it's important to find strategies that resonate with you personally. And the key is to truly approach the process with a strong degree of self-awareness and also patience. Oh, you got to be patient with yourself. Like I said, I've been working on my people-pleasing man for a while. And I feel like it really hit me in 2018. You know, I lost a lot because of my people-pleasing nature and other things. And so I had to do a lot of self-reflection. And I'm still working on it, but I'm growing and I'm doing better every year. And I am honestly proud of myself for that. And it's something, it's a commitment you need to make to yourself and a commitment to cultivate authenticity and also to create more fulfilling relationships. Now, (laughs) that was a long ramble, but I'm very passionate about this subject. But as for Zodiac people pleasers, yes, Libra, you stereotypically may be known to take the cake on this, Mel. (laughs) But also, I mean, Libras are known for their desire for harmony and balance in relationships. And also they may go to great lengths to avoid conflict and seek approval, which is 
a challenge. And so sometimes this might lead to people-pleasing behaviors that Libras are known for because they really want to keep the harmony and the balance in the air. And then, of course, there's Cancers. And I'm a, I'm a Cancer rising. And Cancers, I'd say, struggle with this. Some, I'm, I'm dating a Cancer, right? But he's the best with boundaries and saying no. But I think that it might also, also be part of his moon and rising sign and the fact that he's done a lot of self-work. But Cancers were known for our nurturing and caring nature. As a Cancer rising, I definitely have that motherly nurturer nature in me naturally, which it's not that mother nurturers are people pleasers, but having this want to care for everybody, it could sometimes lead to potentially engaging in people-pleasing behaviors. But not always. A lot of mothers, of course, are so assertive and not people-pleasers. So that's not what I'm saying at all. But this need for wanting to care and nurture others can sometimes create that kind of atmosphere. And then I'd say that Pisces may be third in this to take another slice of that cake. As Pisces are often, of course, very compassionate and empathetic, and their concern for others' well-being can sometimes lead them to prioritize others' needs over their own. And this can exhibit some people-pleasing tendencies. So yeah, Libra, Cancer, Pisces, Taurus as well. But no, I get it. Taurus people are often known for their need for stability and also wanting that harmony in relationships. So this can, of course, wanting to maintain that peace may lead to avoiding confrontation and engaging in people-pleasing. So maybe if you happen to have Libra, Cancer, Pisces, or Taurus heavy in your charts or in your big three, maybe you are more likely of a people-pleaser than some others. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. I'm curious. And I'm curious, let me know if you think that there's another sign that might lean towards people-pleasing tendencies or if you struggle with this. And also, Mel, thank you so much for this idea, this topic, this question. Yeah, that's one that I had to choose and I knew it would be a little bit of a longer episode because I'm definitely passionate about this topic because it's something that I'm continuing to work with, work on. So thank you, thank you, thank you for sending this in. And if you have any questions or topic ideas, feel free to submit them to the topic box on our site, yourownmagic.com. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, shape, or form, it would mean the absolute world if you could just simply leave a rating and review. And as incentive to do so, I'm doing a giveaway at the end of the month, giving away some stuff from my shop on eyesofaspen.com. So enter to win by submitting a screenshot of your rating and review to hello at yourownmagic.com. And the spelling is in the show notes. And with that said, I hope you have a magical rest of your day. Gemma. Yomis, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop, eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a magical rest of your day.